Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 21, Non-Negotiable. Thanks to Jen for filling in in the last episode for the intro and outro. Despite being up to date on my vaccines and boosters, I caught a breakthrough case of COVID that kicked my ass the last few weeks. Thankfully, I'm feeling much better now, and I am extremely excited to bring you the latest from the Oasis. This is episode 21, Non-Negotiable. A common thread in all the reports given by neighbors and loved ones of those who have received the blue chip treatment is a marked increase in speed and productivity when accomplishing tasks. Callum Industries markets this as a positive benefit of blue chip installation, but some Oasis residents consider the sudden, cheerful, ruthless efficiency to be off-putting. Iso, Reed, and Raven Darkblood are three such residents, and as they turn away from the police cruisers speeding away from them, all three are startled to discover that their blue chip boss for a day has just finished packing up the water regulator installation equipment the same equipment that took the three of them almost 10 minutes to unload. They trudge back to the work vehicle and pile into it. Iso gingerly fans himself with his injured hand, and Reed cranks the sputtering air conditioner and points the fan directly at his face. He leans out the window and stares at himself in the driver's side mirror, silently hoping that this terrible gig will end up being worth all the effort. You go through the next several replacing the water filters and besides some dirty looks and some nomads and some less rich folk on the outskirts of town uh, glaring at you and getting mm -hmm. pretty angry at you, maybe chanting some slogans, you're relatively unimpeded. That is until you get to the very last one of the day. The sun has just gone down. Your blue chip says, all right, I think this is about the last one we can handle for today. Luckily, it is also our last one that we had to do, so coincidental and very nice. The next one is going to be, ah, it's the water regulator for that bar right outside of town. You may have heard the commercials, hell number six. So it's at the outskirts of town, kind of at the border of where Nomadland starts and where the Oasis ends. And as you come up, you hear a semi-familiar voice being blared over some loudspeakers. Just starting our 6 p.m. sale at Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics. Oh my God. Scott Young's <laughs> Discount Cybernetics. We're having our sale from 6 p.m. to midnight. Oh no. Come on down for a wide discount on selected cyberwares. Come in quick before the wave takes you over. Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics. And it repeats like this on and on. Yeah. Read, I bet you you cannot shoot that speaker from here. It's that bad. Yes, it is. How much? Silence. That's the bet. If you can hit it. Oh, wait. If I hit we'll it. be rid of that fucking noise. If I hit it, you shut up for like an hour. The blue chip that's driving says, please do not. <laughs> Okay, but you can agree that this is a very annoying ad, right? The blue chip rolls his eyes and says, yes, well, I can empathize with that, I guess. All right, no, just double checking. And then suddenly it hits him really hard. He goes, wow, yeah, that is really annoying. Huh. <laughs> As if his empathy was somehow supercharged a little bit. Yeah. So um, am I good to shoot it or not? <laughs> <sighs> I'm not your mother. Do whatever you want. Oh, yes. Okay, he's gonna like lean out of the car. 
All right. <laughs> and now we have actual cop problems. <laughs> Give me a uh, just a, a shot with your ranged weapon. Uh, 20. Yeah, that's good enough. Ooh. You pull out your handgun, aim it down the street, take one well-aimed shot, and blast it off of its fasteners. It slams down to the ground, explodes in sparks, and shards of speaker go everywhere. You get out of the truck, it's slightly quieter, and you walk across the street next to a big building that reads above it in neon lights, hell number six. There's a little stairway that leads upwards to it. It kind of has the feeling of kind of like an old timey Western bar, uh, at least from the outside. The water regulation system is just over to the side. So you walk around the corner following the blue chip and he goes up and he says, yeah, well, this is going to turn off the water to the bar for a little bit. So just be wary. Sometimes people get a little mad about this. Do you want me to and He flips the switch and the water turns off. Oh. And he begins cutting into the pipe. I was going to ask if you wanted to warn him, but okay. Read that, that hour of silence. Is that okay after this ordeal? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just, just making sure. No less than two minutes after the water is shut off, there is the sound of heavy footsteps. From around the corner comes a very large, very angry looking militaristic man with dark black skin maybe six and a half, seven feet tall, short curly hair and little designs carved into the side of his head. He looks stylish as fuck. He's wearing a, a big black tank top and some cargo shorts, but in a way that actually make him look cooler. <laughs> his left arm is equipped with this enormous heavy duty melee combat cyberware that seems way too big for the rest of his frame but he manages to carry it pretty effortlessly. And his right arm has been replaced from elbow down with just a gigantic gun. And he walks over to you and he says, hey, the fuck do you think you're doing? Yeah. And your blue chip turns around and says, very sorry, sir. We're here from the Oasis. We're here to install a water regulation. And he says, I don't give a fuck what you think you're doing. You're cutting off our fucking water. And he goes, yes, sir, it's just a temporary measure. And he goes, temporary, my ass, we live in a fucking desert. You can't just come up and turn off our water. The fuck is wrong with you? Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to lower your voice or else my bodyguards are going to have to take issue with this. Oh. Wait, is that actually going to completely cut off the water supply? The blue chip size, he goes, no, it's just a water regulation system. In the case that the water pressure goes down in certain areas throughout the wave, we'll be able to remotely change the flow of water so we can ensure that everyone has at least some amount of water. Why the fuck is it then our bar is always the first one to get shut off then, huh? You sure it isn't just some other fucking bullshit that you guys are setting up? The rich people get to have all the water they fucking want while the poor people have to sit out here and fucking die out of drought? And the guy goes, listen, sir, I've already warned you once. You're going to have to lower your voice or else we're going to start having a problem here. Get the fuck out of here. And the blue chip sort of gives you guys all a look like, hey, hands on the weapons, please. Look, pal, let's have a chat because I get you, you know, I understand what it's like to have people like that shitting all over you. Give me a conversation roll. Uh, 12. Uh, yeah, that's not great. That may be, but bootlickers like you are the whole reason the Oasis has fallen apart. Sure, they talk some big game about freedom and all that shit, 
But it's the same here as it is everywhere, man. When push comes to shove, the little guys dry up in the sand so the rich people can have their fucking showers. Hey man, I, I get it. We're also just trying to make a buck here. I have an idea. Coming over here. And I walk a bit further away from the blue chip. He says, man, I got no quarrel with you. But I ain't going nowhere till this blue chip scum turns our water back on. Yeah, I, I have an idea. All right, that'll be a persuasion. <laughs> You're persuading him that you have an idea. Oh, that's low. Oof, that's a nine. Dang it. Oof. He goes, nah, man, I ain't going anywhere. You best tell your clown to fucking put that shit back where it came from and turn our water back on or else we're going to have a problem. I'm not asking again. Well, I tried. And the blue chip turns towards you guys and says, gentlemen, if this man takes another step towards me or acts in an aggressive manner, I want you to cut him down with extreme prejudice. I've authorized you on behalf of the Oasis to protect me, a blue chip, on behalf of the Oasis and act in a way that is for the good Can of all you the- fucking shut up, man? The blue chip guy looks shocked and goes, uh, excuse me? We're here to fucking protect you and he has right to be fucking pissed. So let us fucking do the talking before you make it worse. Whose side are you on? More than fucking Oasis is. And that means everyone. He says, if you're not doing the job that we hired you for, you aren't much use to me. You. And he points to Raven. If that one gives me lip again, I want you to cut him down. And Raven goes, what? Are you sure? And he goes, I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> now I've got work to do. You deal with this situation. And he turns back toward the piping. After a weird pause, the large man says, Hey, I said cut that shit out! Look, everyone's gonna fucking suffer here. This is the wave. Yeah, why is it always my people that gotta get the short straw then? He takes a step towards the blue chip. He steps right in front of him. Look, pal. I'm a fucking nomad. I'm used to that shit being... us being the first to fucking go down, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it must be real tough being a nomad. Everyone fucking relying on you to get all the shit from wherever they need it to be to wherever it needs to be. Yeah, I'm sure you never had to go hungry, never had to starve, never had to sit here and drink water out of a fucking puddle because your whole government's shutting down the water around you. Fuck you, bitch. And he spits in your face. <laughs> yeah, that is happening. Whoops. Yeah, this is combat time, I guess. Raven is standing off to the side as you feel like it's combat time. Like you kind of look over at your party to, you know, lock eyes and be like, we're doing this, right? You see Raven, but it doesn't take an empathy check to see. He has no idea what the fuck to do here. And you don't know if you can rely on him to back you up in a fight. Oh, uh, fuck. Despite what he said earlier. I, I so ain't feeling too great about this either. <laughs> you have one last chance. Back the fuck up. I, I want to try and face down. Yeah, face him down. Oh my god. Kill me. Oh. Fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not great. That's a critical fail. I think killing you might be in the future. Not gonna lie. I, uh, I quickly turn on the camera. <laughs> he's like five foot eight, and this guy's seven foot tall, oh and he's just God. like staring into his fucking chest. Jesus fucking. <laughs> so here's, here's your face down. Here's what happens. You say that to him. You've got one more fucking chance. Before you can even like get the words, you have one more fucking chance out. He takes his left hand, not even his right hand, the one that has the gun on it, 
He takes his left hand and with an almost imperceptible thing, he moves it sideways and just goes and bitch slaps the fuck out of you. Wow. Reap lurches sideways and then tries to catch himself and stand up. Like a bit of blood and spittle goes sideways and lands on the ground right at Raven's feet. And the guy says, I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. Now, step out of the way before things get messy. Oh, shit. Yeah, Reed isn't backing down, unfortunately. You're at a minus two for anything you're doing with this guy now. It's a minus three. Minus three. And also, he's not backing down. He can't. Okay. He can't stop. The guy, like, looks at you, sees that you're not backing down, but sees that you're terrified, and chuckles to himself a little bit and goes, Huh, I used to be like you, kid. One day you'll smarten up. And he attempts to just grab you and shove you back. Oh, shit. So... Would you like to do evasion or athletics? Evasion. Okay. Oh my god. This is rough. This is a 13. Oh Jesus. Yeah, no, this guy has a plus 14. Yeah. Okay. With one swift motion, he shoves you backwards. You fall directly on your ass and skid a couple of feet back. Raven's eyes go huge. He begins shaking a little bit and you kind of hear like the sound of a sword slowly being drawn from its sheath. And without even turning around, the big guy goes, listen here, hooded man. Don't even fucking think about it. And Raven freezes again. He clearly sees that he's outclassed here. Iso, you're still standing roughly close to the blue chip guy. You're not necessarily in the way, but one might think that you're the last defense here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been standing here with my camera. He looks at you, looks directly into your camera, grabs your camera and pulls it up to his face <laughs> and goes, move, or we're gonna have a problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just steps aside. Reed wants to try and fucking jump on his back. <laughs> All right. Like, if, if he's being ignored now. So he basically shoved you aside and walked up and said this thing to Iso. Yeah. So next turn, Reed, you stand up as Iso steps out of the way the large man puts his gun arm directly to the head of your blue chip and says, hey, blue chip bitch, turn around. And the blue chip guy who's been working on something, he sighs and you can almost like see his eyes close. He's, and he turns around, looks directly into the barrel that's pointing directly at his face and goes, what? I don't think you heard me. Step away from the water regulator. And the guy goes, or what? You're going to blow my fucking head off? Wow, real tough guy here. Look at this guy. Real fucking tough guy. What the fuck? He points his gun down and grabs the guy by the throat and holds him up in the air and begins choking him out and goes, who's the tough guy now, bitch? And the guy, while he's being like held up by his head and goes, ah, you're choking me. Oh, how original. <laughs> you're, wait, you're, gonna, you're gonna try and kill me now? I help Reed up. Reed, Iso like kind of helps you up. You're both standing there and you see like the, the blue chip is just not phased at all. It's really unnerving because it, it's clear that this guy could pulverize him if he wanted to with just a fist. What the fuck is this? You're about to spring into action when suddenly from a lot closer to the entrance of the bar, you hear a very sharp, very angry female voice. Garrett, put him down. And you look over and it's a woman 
also decked out in melee combat cyberware. Has like big arms. They're not overly as big as the previous guy who you now know his name is Garrett. They're not as big as his arms, but they're still like these big silvery arms that clearly like have a lot of tech in them. They, they look kind of out of place in this neighborhood. She goes, put him down right now. <sighs> Your lucky day, blue chip. Sorry, Mifa. Got a little out of hands. This guy's trying to shut off our water. And she goes, what's the meaning of this? Why are you shutting off our water? And the blue chip goes, I was trying to explain to your friend, we're not shutting it off, we're adding a water regulator. And he looks over at Iso and Reed and goes, <clears throat> as kind of like a, get the fuck over here. <laughs> get back to defending me. <laughs> I shuffle closer to the blue chip. Reed? Reed is not a fucking happy bunny, but <laughs> he'll do what he can, I guess. Like, he stands next to him. Raven takes his hand off of his sword and stands next to him kind of nervously. And this woman, who you now have heard, her name is Mifa, she comes forward and says, I'm really, really sorry about that. Now, please, can you tell me, what is this? We, we need water to run our bar. And he says, we'll have the water back on shortly, ma'am. We just need to install a water regulator. She goes, right. And is this one of those things that's going to shut off our water just as soon as anyone else needs it, just like in the first wave? And he goes, no, I was trying to explain to your friend. And she goes, well, at least we have some extra jugs this time. We should prepare. (sighs) Come on, Garrett, let's go back inside. There's nothing much else we can do here. And he goes, seriously, we're just going to let. And she goes, not the time. Let's go. He glares at the three of you and then makes another look at the blue chip. And as they're walking away, he turns back to the blue chip and puts a finger across his throat. The universal sign of I'm going to get you. And the blue chip guy rolls his eyes and goes back to bolting on the thing. I would appreciate it if you didn't run off like scared little bitches the next time someone comes up and tries to bother us. Jesus, what do we pay you for? (laughs) It was tactics. We had it. So after the course of getting all of this stuff set up, it takes another 20 minutes or so, and you begin heading back towards the truck, which is around the corner. And in, in the process of doing that, you need to walk in front of hell number six again. Mm-hmm. As you do, you notice there's a small crowd that is formed outside of hell number six. They see you walking by and they start yelling and jeering at you. Boo! Bootlickers! You guys suck! This is fun. Doesn't feel good. The blue chip says, just ignore them. They don't know what they're saying. Freaking morons. He leads you back to the truck. You all climb into the truck and he drives you back to the original starting point. So, Sedoy. Yeah. You pulled an all-nighter. You wake up at about 5.30 to 6 p.m. That's so late. You pulled <laughs> an all-nighter. Yeah. I'm going to have to stay up late again or or do a fucking full-on <laughs> like reset where I stay up for 24 hours and then go to bed at like 24 hours plus. I hate these situations. So your head feels kind of fuzzy. You're not feeling like the any super hard negative effects from uh, the synth coke that you did last night. But I am addicted now. <laughs> You are addicted. You're not feeling any heavy effects, but you just kind of feel a little tired and sluggish this morning. 
So it's about 6 p.m. You roll yourself out of bed, step outside into your living room and see the just gigantic mess that you made the previous evening. But with your prototype sitting there and ready to be reproduced. Obviously, since it's a prototype, it hasn't been soldered together properly. You just tested all of the individual pieces, but you've got like the example that you basically are going to use as the blueprint for creating the further pieces. Okay. I text Mavis and I say, Hey, Mavis, if you install some cooling cyberware I make into me, you can have one for free too. Mavis, you don't get this message until after your thing with Lexi Patel. Oh, okay. Your phone's on silent because you're a great worker and, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, professional. Staying focused. <laughs> I go out and I get breakfast because you need that uh, nutritious breakfast after an all-nighter. Sure. And then I go shopping for materials to build two copies of the cyberware. Okay. Uh, and like, I guess I try to find a maker space where they have 3D printers for this kind of shit. <laughs> you don't even check in with the other two to see if they want one. No, I don't. But <laughs> I like you most so far. We've had the most interaction. Oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> and I know that you can install cyberware, which I need. True. So True. it becomes a deal. Like, I'm just looking for, for someone to get in me mainly. <laughs> I think what what it is is you actually know that Reed and ISO are cool enough already. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. We do have very high cool stats. Yeah, I'm gonna go spend uh, twelve hours after I've had my breakfast fabricating two cyberware, and it's gonna cost me fifty eddies total. All right. So it's not an all nighter, but it is most of the day, and I'm gonna be up until very early. You head out into the city and find a just a local eatery that serves food run by a guy named Charles. He's not particularly that interesting, but the food's fine. While you're eating, you ping your agent to ask where's a good place to get these parts fabricated. Mm -hmm. And you find out that there is a set of vending machines that are pretty easily accessible throughout the city that contain 3D printing modules in them. Nice! So obtaining 3D printed synth plastic pieces for various instruments and stuff you're gonna be creating, at least while you're in the city, is relatively simple. So you head up to one of them and grab the synth plastic pieces that you want. It can also print metal, but it takes longer to do that. Okay, that's my day. It's uh, not that eventful, but it's going to be uh, very handy when it gets warm. Cool. Well, just so you know the specifics of how it works, you place in your order and then you go back to your apartment and begin setting everything up. And then in an hour or so, you go down and grab the metal pieces that are sitting in like a little lockbox in the Maker Market vending machine. You bring it back, begin assembling everything. And that takes most of the rest of the evening. Mavis, you're done with work at about seven or eight. So you probably come home as Sadoi is coming back with the parts from the Maker's Market. Oh, hey, hey, you, you didn't die. Did you get my text? Oh, no, shit. Sorry, I, I, I've been working, so I had everything on silent. Let me just have a look. You have a new message. <laughs> I love that text message. I'm also really glad that I installed this, uh, this little app. It can listen to people I interact with and read out text messages in their voice. See, check it out. Hey, Mavis. If you install some cooling cyberware I make into me, 
you can have one for free too. Right, right, okay, yeah, no, sure. Um, how complex is this cyberware? Uh, I mean, for you, I, I'll be able to fix anything. It's just, if I'm getting one from you, someone's got to put it in me. Uh, unless it's quite simple and then, like, I can do it myself. I have prototype in room if you want to see. I can show you drawings. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll, I'll come and have a look. You go and take a look at the prototype, and sure enough, it is complicated enough that uh, you are going to need to have another doctor implanted in you. It'll take up your entire arm for one, so... Yeah, that looks like I'm going to need another med tech to do it for me, but I, I can surely do it for you, and, and getting one for free beats having to buy one off the street, so sure. Thank you. I am building these right now. They will be finished uh, sometime in early morning. Then I will be very tired. Fair play. You know what? I'll leave you to it then. I'll, I won't bother you with what I learned today. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll wait to speak to you while we, when we've got everyone here. Okay. Let me know if you need any, like, stimulants. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I'm already enjoying the flavor of synth nose candy. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. Well, let me know if you need your septum repaired or anything. I'll, uh, I'll leave you to it. Now, Sadoi, as, you know, a semi-experienced drug user, you probably already have a metallic septum. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't dissolve anymore with the uh, additional synth code use. <laughs> That's metal as fuck. <laughs> so, at this point, Reed and Iso... Uh, you're heading back home from your long day's work repairing stuff. Raven Darkblood has mysteriously vanished, as he often does. Good. <laughs> and uh, you're left standing on the streets of the Oasis at about 11.30 midnight. There are people rushing around, like carrying big boxes of reflective material, transporting things from place to place. The, the city is a lot more uh, moving around and bustling than it has been in previous evenings. And everyone seems to have kind of an air of panicked worry about them. And, and they're kind of short with each other. There's lots of horns beeping and people yelling at each other and generally being relatively upset. Hey, Reed, have you ever experienced something like the wave while you were on the road? All the time, pretty much. Uh, depends on where we're going. Fuck, it feels like your skin's boiling off your fucking arms. Uh, oh, God. On the bright side, we'll have shelter. Yeah, but isn't it hotter inside? No, that ain't how it works. It can be hotter outside than inside easily. Oh, but I thought that's how you got the cold air in. Don't open the windows. Because of the different corpo wars and the uh, fights that happened within them, there was enough dust and shit that got kicked up in the air to that the point of like Night City and any relatively large city on the coast is kind of shrouded in this perpetual pollution fog, which prevents a lot of the sun from coming down keeping the cities from getting too hot. The Oasis, however, has much cleaner and clearer air, so it doesn't have that positive and negative benefit. You can drink the rainwater, but there's no protection from this like layer of smog and pollution. You've been able to tell throughout the course of your time here that all of the buildings seem to be relatively well prepared for this. Gigantic AC systems are kind of the norm. Lots of buildings are painted like very white or reflective material. And whenever I mentioned previously, you're seeing people like hauling around reflective material. There's this specific type of reflective material that you keep seeing now over the last day or two that basically looks like reflective bubble wrap. It's about an inch thick and it's purely like silver reflective. Yeah. And it seems to be a relatively common source of either reflection or insulation, though the specific purposes of it you haven't discovered yet. Make clothes out of it. 
like homeless garbage bag chic. You look rad. <laughs> so at this point, Iso and Reed, you have both managed to make it back to your apartment complex. It is a pretty warm evening. You can tell that it's only going to get warmer from here. And you're starting to kind of like sweat a little bit. Iso, you begin noticing that your clothes are not really made for this kind of weather. And if in the evening it's really this hot, you're kind of a little bit scared to think about what it's going to feel like during the wave. Oh, no. It's pretty late in the evening. You could roll your luck and try and go find a night market or deal with this problem tomorrow. Hey, um, Iso, hmm? I might head back to that bar, the Hell Six, right? Yeah. Why? I don't, I don't think we're very popular there. Look, it left a bad taste in my mouth, you know? If I get kicked out, I get kicked out, but I want to at least see what happens. I mean, if you really want to, like, solve their problem, maybe just ask the doy if she can, like, hack the water regulator for them. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, actually. We know where it is. We can easily dig it up again. I'm sure they'll prefer that over, I'm sorry we stole your water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not guilty about that, but it's still shitty, you know? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But, like, if you're going to go back, at least offer them a solution instead of your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it makes sense. He just sort of slaps Iso on the shoulder and just goes, that's why I fucking keep you around, you know? You're a fucking ideas man. That's why you keep me around? <laughs> not because you're a decent human being? No, it's not for your fucking motorbiking skills, is it? You slapped him on the shoulder. That's got to hurt like fuck right <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, fuck. The friendly slap on the shoulder for you, Iso. Uh, it hurts like a motherfucker. Your bandages and wounds are there. And- yeah, I, I, I try to contain the squealing of pain inside <laughs> are you going back out to hell number six or are you going to take iso's advice not right now yeah i'm taking iso's advice it makes sense you two arrive back at your apartment complexes and head inside the building and iso you limp inside your room and kind of collapse down on your bed and have a well-deserved rest reed you do the same You guys are pretty tired at this point from your long days. And the sounds of the oasis fade out into nothingness as the city begins to fall asleep. Sadoi, you are assembling your cooling cyberware over the course of the evening. And as I imagine you probably suspected by now, at about 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., you start fading pretty hard. I'm going to pass out. You're going to pass out this time? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to finish up what I started in the morning. Okay. Because I cannot be out of face like this with everyone. That would basically put you at one six-hour chunk, which means you have one of these things made. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it would be. So you're done with the first one. You start working on the second one, realize that you're getting really tired and consider taking a bit more synth coke, but decide it's a better idea to just try and go to bed. Yeah, I'm going to try to get up at like 9 a.m. So I get six hours of sleep. I would like you to roll a resist torture and drugs roll. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) resist torture. Okay, that's a nine. A nine. That's not great. Yeah, it's going to be a fun evening. You lay down to go to bed and close your eyes and attempt to wheel yourself off into sleep. And some part in the back of your head's just like, man, just, oh, I really want to finish that thing. Could really use some drugs. And you just stay there, like trying to fall asleep for the next two hours. It's now 4 a.m. 
I guess I'm doing drugs. Thanks for tuning in to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. You just heard episode 21, Non-Negotiable. Just a reminder before we go, COVID is no joke, y'all, and it has long-term effects on your body and mind. Stay masked up, stay indoors, stay safe, and remember, our cyberpunk dystopian future is rapidly approaching, and the quicker we race towards it, the louder the whispers of defeatism and apathy will become. I mean, the world's fucked, right? So why bother trying to fix anything? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you and I, kid, we're edge runners. We find the boundaries, we test those limits, we ride the lines, and we look damn good while we're doing it. The world we live in is exploitive, it's unfair, and it's cruel. Reject those systems and societal expectations. Help others with no expectation of repayment. Give people more than they ask for. Be kind to people you don't know. When you're in the middle of a global pandemic, wear a mask when out in public to protect the most vulnerable of our society. And for fuck's sake, don't hang out with people that have been feeling sick and then visit your friends without mentioning you could be infected. Just common courtesy. That's all for now. We're back to regular releases. So again, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. I'm Artemis Ronan, signing off. Hey.